Welcome to Money Loves Happy People, the number one podcast for professional women who want to advance in their careers without sacrificing their mental and physical health. Wholeness is the new rich. Christy has assisted her clients with earning over $12 million in salary raises since 2020. Yes, women are still getting paid in these tough economic times. Are you next? Now, let's join our host, Christy Rutherford. Welcome to Money Loves Happy People. I'm your host, Christy Rutherford, South Carolina State alumni. Okay, so I just want to get that out. Bulldogs, the greatest HBCU ever in the land. So today I want to talk about how to reduce your anxiety. How to reduce anxiety is searched 1.7 billion times a month, and I'm excited and delighted to be able to share some information with you today on how to reduce your anxiety. I have five points. I'm going to give you three up front. Number one, move and don't die in the fire. Number two, you weren't born anxious or depressed, so it's not natural. It is a man-made condition. And number three, one of the first things that you can do is get off of social media. Number one, move and don't die in the fire. When we talk about anxiety, anxiety is just your inability or your unwillingness to make a decision. You feel stuck with your hand stuck in an electric socket and you won't move. You won't tell your mama and them no. You won't ask for the raise that you deserve. You won't leave a toxic job. You won't leave a toxic relationship. You're stuck in a perpetual cycle of misery and you won't do anything about it other than complain. Then have the nerve to go to the doctor or therapist and say you're anxious and get medicated for your inability and unwillingness to move. And I won't even say inability because you have the capacity to move. You're just unwilling to do anything about what you've been complaining about for years. You're unwilling to do anything about what you've built your whole ecosystem and your friendships and your relationships around something that is preventable and that you can change, but now it's too hard because you've built your whole life around something that you're not willing to move, disrupt, or make other people uncomfortable with you fighting for your life. Fighting for your life is not popular. Making decisions for your life is not popular. Making decisions for what's best for you is not popular. So a lot of people are willing to just stay where they are and claim a medical condition That is a lie. You're willing to just stay where you are and make a check and be anxious and get on medication rather than leave that job and go somewhere where you're celebrated and where you're no longer tolerated. But it's not necessarily popular to leave a job because you built your lifestyle around that raggedy money, around a raggedy check. And now you're drinking yourself to death or medicating your soul to sleep. I think I came out too fast with my guns blazing on this one, so I'm going to pull it back just a little bit. I'm just tired of listening to these stories of women who have everything and feel like they have nothing. I'm frustrated from listening to women talk about ending up in the hospital, having blood transfusions, being in the hospital ICU for two weeks because they were unwilling to do anything about what they had been complaining about for years. This is a life and death situation. So number one is don't die in the fire. Plenty of women have. Plenty of women have, plenty of women have died. I am grateful and I'm so happy that I didn't die, have a stroke or a heart attack 
when I had to make the decision to leave, I could have died three to six months before that. I'm grateful that I didn't have a stroke. I'm grateful that I didn't have a heart attack to make me move, but I did lose 99% of my mental capacity. <laughs> so I still lost. I didn't die. What is it going to take for you to make a move? Why do women have to get a diagnosis of a terminal illness before you get the courage to live? Why do you have to be threatened with death before you get the courage to live? Why do you have to be threatened with death before you tell your mama no? Why do you have to be threatened with a terminal medical condition before you start to build boundaries around who you are and what you will and will not accept in your life? That's not fair to you. And you deserve better than what you're giving yourself right now. Number two, you weren't born anxious or depressed. So it's not natural. It is a man-made condition. I talk to women all the time be like, oh, you know, my mom was depressed. I'm depressed. Lie. You watched your mama be depressed. And you accepted it as an acceptable condition for you. Not true. You don't, you don't have Anxious DNA in your body. Well, my mama had anxiety. I got anxiety. No, you just watched how your mom handled problems and you adopted that as a part of your belief. That is not who you are. That's what you adopted. Now, if you came out shaken as a six-month-old with anxiety, okay, well, let's talk about that. <laughs> but if you developed it because you watch your mom being stuck, and I'm not blaming your mama, but I'm just saying, we didn't, nobody had a perfect childhood. Nobody. I don't care how much money you have, where you from. I've heard rich people complain about their childhoods. I've heard poor people complain about their childhoods. Middle class, first generation, sixth generation. Everybody's traumatized from something. Or if you had a great childhood, when you hit that first step in your adulthood, it's over. Because you rolled a magic carpet in childhood. You mess around and didn't pass the bar. And, and you fall apart, you can't get back up. Your first challenge that you met was in adulthood. I think that those are the worst. Are you allowing the doctors to medicate you for something that is curable with action? I remember I went to my first therapist in my career. I talked for five minutes. This man talked for 30 minutes. He said, we need to medicate you immediately. I was like, but you didn't listen to what, you didn't hear anything I said. I just said, I'm having problems with my boss. And I was. He told me things about my story that was not true. He's heard all these stories from people and he formulated this vision of who I was and told me who I was. That was not true. I came in seeking a solution to the root cause of the problem, not medication. And he was like, I need to medicate you immediately. So I cussed him out and tried to tear the hinges off the door on my way out because <laughs> I was aggressive. And I was really mad because it took a lot for me being who I was to go actually ask for help. It takes a lot for a high achieving woman to admit that we're in trouble. To ourselves first. By the time we verbalize it to ourselves first, we 90% covered in third degree burns. By the time we express it to other people, we almost dead. We got 5% left. The only thing that's hanging out the ground is our finger. By the time we ask for help, we're almost on the way out of here. That's a whole nother show.
But I went to this man trusting that a medical professional was going to assist me. And all he wanted to do was medicate me. He didn't want to solve the problem. I wasn't looking for that. So I go to the second lady and I go to the third man. Luckily, I had a coach who would not allow me to be the same person in January that I was in December. She did not allow me to be the same person and complain about the same stuff in February that I was talking about in January. So I'm not knocking therapists, but I'm just saying you need somebody who's going to challenge the story that you're telling yourself and solve the real problem and not let you complain about your ex for three years. It didn't work. Next. (laughs) You're missing out on relationships for three years complaining about your ex. It didn't work. Next. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. If you want to learn how to get a 30% raise this year without getting another degree, go ahead and get my free case study and get this information. Use it. You can go to changenowwithchrissy.com, changenowwithchrissy.com. It's about 30 minutes. Use the insight, own your value, and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. See you soon. Number three. Get on social media. If you anxious and depressed, you suicidal. Why have you become addicted to synthetic applause and likes from people who don't even know you? How do you have 5,000 friends so you're more connected with people who you don't know and less connected with the people who are around you and not connected with yourself? That's the problem. Are you willing to save your own self? Are you willing to get off social media and save your own mental health first? Because you're looking at everybody. You're comparing yourself to other people and you're not being who you are. You're not telling the truth about where you are because it's easier to lie and connect with the stories of other broken people than it is to tell the truth and then heal. And you have to be careful about what you listen to on social media because I hear people talk about relationships all the time, but I just hear their pain and their brokenness. There are stories and there are podcasts to be able to validate how you feel about people in relationships, but people are expressing it through their pain. So are you connecting with what's true for you and what's true about what God has said for you? Or are you connecting your truth to other people's trauma and their pain and what they've been through? That's a decision. Number four, stop pouring and fill your cup. You want to be less anxious and you don't want to be depressed. Stop. Put your mask on first. Stop pouring from an empty cup and being bitter and resentful that nobody's pouring in your cup. You didn't even require, you didn't ask for it. And you surrounded yourself with people who are takers and no givers. You surrounded yourself with people who will happily receive your gift and you're not receiving anything. You're happily surrounding yourself with people who will extract your energy, time, money, intellectual property, and you're empty and you have nothing. So give yourself permission to fill your cup first. Give yourself permission to be selfish, to be able to come whole. Become whole first and then give from your overflow. I never touched my cup, but I had to be depleted and experience catastrophic burnout before I learned this. I'm very selfish with my time, energy, money. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Not even matter to you. Want, mm, 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 got that. Chris, I want to talk to you. Why? 
Chris, I just need five minutes of your time for what? Have you ever heard me talk for five minutes? <laughs> it's going to turn into an hour and I'm going to get off the phone depleted and you're going to get all full. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to do that. I've created my friendships around people where we exchange energy and we exchange value. They may be down. I could pick them up. If I'm down, they could pick me up, but it has to be an equal exchange. That's a more advanced class. We're more one-on-one right here. We're going to talk about that later. But stop pouring and give yourself permission to fill your cup. Number five. Now, this can be number one. This takes the courage of the most courageous and the most gangster. But if you're in a mental state where you're close to a nervous breakdown, we have pulled 15 women off the ledge from nervous breakdowns. We have stopped 15 women in, from dying and having nervous breakdowns. Facts. We've saved 25 marriages. We've not only done $11 million in salary raises, we've saved 25 marriages. We stopped 15, 20 women from having nervous breakdowns. We've gotten women off their medication and we've kept hundreds of kids out of therapy from talking about their crazy mama. One of my clients here from fibroids, endometriosis. She studied since she was three and high blood pressure in four months. She doesn't have endometriosis. She doesn't have fibroids. She had three surgeries on them. All because she told the truth about where she was and she chose to work on it. So number five is change your number. Change your number and you'll find out who your real friends are. If you're the person that everybody's calling for advice, if you're the person that everybody's calling to be able to extract your time and your value, if you're that person, you have become that person and it's likely that you are, change your number. Because there are people who are for you and there are people who are for what you can do for them. We're mostly surrounded by people who are for what we can do for them and you don't know who they are. The first time you tell somebody no and they get an attitude, they're not your friend. The first time you tell somebody no and they be like, oh, we, you just set that boundary. I'm so proud of you. That's a friend. If you have people who are benefiting off of your energy and benefiting off of you pouring from a cup that's empty and dry, but they still ask, that is not your friend. That is a person that is using you and it can be somebody in your family. Change your number. I love my family. Some of them don't have my phone number. I, I love them, though. <laughs> what you want, cuz? Change your number. Disconnect from people who are using you. But some people would rather have nervous breakdowns or do heinous things to themselves before they actually draw a boundary around their family and friends, the people who are driving them crazy the most. Y'all worried about your coworkers when your mom is driving you to a nervous breakdown. You talking about your boss when your raggedy friends are driving you to a nervous breakdown. Change number. Code red. You're on fire. It's searched 1.7 billion times. Don't allow a doctor to medicate you and doom you with the medical condition that is not true. Is it easier for you to take medication than it is for you to change your number? You're in trouble. If it's easier for you to drink a box of wine tonight or a bottle of wine tonight or a glass of wine tonight than it is for you to get off social media, you're in trouble. 
If it's easier for you to go around and tell people that you got high-functioning depression and high-functioning anxiety, accept that as a medical condition when it is a marketing term, use to medicate people who won't do something about their lives, you're in trouble. If you're in trouble, my advice to you and my plea is really make a decision to change, do something different. Change your number, free. Getting off social media, free. Stop pouring from an empty cup, free. Will you choose to save yourself or are you going to wait for other people to save you? It's not going to happen. Hey, Chrissy Rutherford here inviting you to join my private community, Money Loves Happy People. Yes, the information is so good. We do live interviews Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I have hundreds of on-demand videos in this community, including my signature course, How to Use the Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume, my other course, Seven Keys to Getting the Raise that You Desire and Deserve. I made hundreds of videos from amazing thought leaders from around the world. You have access to on demand for less than $500. Go ahead, register, join us in this community, get this insight, and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. All right. Does anybody have any questions on anxiety? Yes, I do. Okay. So I've been diagnosed, and I put that in air quotes, with focused ADHD, um, which was the counselor's way of letting me know why I feel such anxiety. Uh, she she told me to take a supplement that has GABA um, to help relax my neural pathways. I'm not okay with having to take something every day to help me remain calm for the rest of my life. So how do I overcome this going forward? Okay. So... Focus ADHD. Yeah. What does that even mean? I don't know. Never heard of it. But that's what she told me because I can I can barrel through almost any project I put my mind to. So um, is it ADHD? Do you have ADHD? According to her, yes. Okay, so according to her, not according to you. I just think I'm a high achiever personally. Great. Um, Okay, so so you're a high achiever who can do 10 things very well. Yes. I, I think that what the medical community, I wouldn't even say they did it. I, I would say pharmaceutical companies did it for marketing, is that they started to make up stuff. Focus ADHD, adult ADHD. This lady told me that her doctor told her, she's like 50-something, that she was on the spectrum and had adult autism. And then she fell into a hole. What? Focus ADHD is not what people say about you or what doctors say about you is what you answer to. If you touch and agree with her that that's your medical issue and it and it derails how you see yourself, then you're in trouble. But if you're like, I don't agree with that. Now, how can you focus better? You can meditate three times a week, five minutes. So the benefits of meditation, one, are endless. But the thing about high-achieving women, when we sit down long enough, we don't practice enough to be able to acquire a new skill. So for my clients, I always say, five minutes, three times a week. But we'd be like, no, 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 I want to do seven. And I'm like, no, do three. Because if you do four or five, great. But three is the minimum goal. Because if you don't do seven days a week, You quit or you get mad a third time you don't do it. It takes about two weeks for your mind to slow down long enough for you to feel the benefits 
of the meditation. So a lot of complaints that I get from my clients is, well, my mind starts racing when I meditate. No, your mind has been racing. Now the meditation is you watching how your mind is going. Or they'll be like, I'm praying. Praying is you're talking. Meditation is your capacity to be able to receive. So are you meditating? Yes, I am. Several times a day, actually. Several times a day? What are you doing when you meditate? Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. I used to uh, say I am to myself and breathe that. But now I just focus on the breathing to quiet down the thoughts. Okay. Have you ever tried guided meditation? Uh, maybe once or twice. I would try guided med- give guided meditation. Consider that because guided meditation is you bringing yourself in to be able to focus on your breath and they're telling you where to be able to direct your mind to go. Does that make sense? Because even yeah. if you're trying to intentionally focus on your breath, are you thinking about other things when you're doing it? Sometimes. I, yeah, occasionally it, I is, am. Is it a difficult task for you to try to get your mind to focus? You got to work for it. I got to work hard at it. Yeah. So you're, so you're, you're working when you should be relaxing and breathing. If you're yeah. working to try to do relaxing. it, cause you know, with Tiva, and you're trying to make it happen mm-hmm. for yourself and you're trying to do, you're trying to have focus and you're trying to have clarity. You're not even allowing it to happen. So through the guided meditation, they're like, come into your body as you breathe down to your stomach, imagine the light and then it comes back up. So it's less resistance in that. So in your meditation, mm-hmm. you're creating strain, trying to make something focus, and then you beat yourself up on why you can't be able to get it done, and why can't you get mm-hmm. this? So that's almost torture. <laughs> yes. And you're not getting Ooh, the benefit you put from that it. in a nice packet. Yes, that's it. Mm. I had years of that. I would go hours like that before falling asleep. You would pass out because you didn't wear yourself out. Yes, I could not lie down and just be relaxed it would take a long time to get my brain to kind of like quiet down. No, you, you just passed out because you wore yourself out. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. You can search on YouTube for guided meditation, five minutes, 10 okay. minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, but go with the guided meditation to somebody who has a pleasing voice to you and just do that three times a week, five minutes. The, the okay. foundational habits upon all which all the positive habits that my clients have, meditation is the baseline. If you can get that, you can change your whole life. Then you'll have more energy to work out. Then you'll be able to sleep better. Then you'll be able to eat better. Then you'll be able to manage petty people. Then you'll be able to have more patience for the people at work. Then you'll have more clarity in what you're going to do. So another benefit of meditation is if you have kids, I don't have none. God is good, but I got cousins. And nieces. So like little kids, if they come in the house, like my, you know, I would be at one of my friend's house and they'll clean up. Floor is littered with a gazillion toys. And they'll clean them and they'll put it all up. We'll go somewhere and come back. I promise you 30 minutes, all the toys are back on the floor. So what meditation is, you want to make a lifestyle because now you can't think when you have clutter in the house. You're able to clean the room up, so you're able to clean your mind up, so you can now solve the easy problems that come in. You're able to solve things that are coming in. But if everything is jumbled up, it's hard for you to be able to navigate what's the solution to the problem if you're stepping on all the toys. And if you mess around and step on a Lego or you step on a Jackstone, it's over. Have y'all ever stepped on those with 40-something? <laughs> yeah. 
once you're able to clean that up, know that within a day or a couple hours, it's going to be junky again. And then you clean it up again, and then it's junky again. And then over time, when you've built the skill, then it's less stuff that comes out in your mind. You're not always going to be clean, which is why this becomes a lifestyle, but it allows you to be able to solve your problems and, and live a more peaceful life. But if you're trying to force meditation, you're not meditating. If you're talking, you're not meditating. If you're praying and people have different definitions for it, but meditation is when you're tuned in to who you are. So you can be able to receive messages from you because you're talking to you all the time. You're attempting to get across to you what you desire and what's going to be best for you, but you haven't tuned in to you. And the last part is if you wake up in the middle of the night at three o'clock in the morning, there's somebody trying to get a message to you. So everybody's like, Oh, I see these numbers. One, 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 four, four, four. They go Google what that means. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm looking at the wall. Clearly somebody there is trying to talk to you. When you're looking at the wall in the middle of the night, just say, Somebody trying to say something over here? <laughs> Somebody trying to say something to me? Don't get out of bed. Don't drink tea. Grab your journal like I saw this lady do. That. I was like, girl, you messing up the phone line. You're laying there. You're in silence. You're wide open to receive messages and guidance on how you can live the life that you desire. So they're like, is somebody trying to talk to me? And they'll be like, yep. Here we are. I had the number 35 flashed to me the other morning. I've been trying to figure out what it means. Just just be like, is somebody, what y'all got? Okay. And, and quieting your mind is going to give you the capacity to be able to receive. I get downloads all the time. If you see all these numbers flashing, you don't have to Google it because you're basically taking the interpretation of somebody else's message and you're trying to play it, apply it to your life. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. Forbes has reported that there's going to be a 40% increase worldwide in the number of millionaires by 2023. Is that you or are you going to continue to talk about there's no money in the market? There is plenty of money out here. You just have to figure out how to get it from your jobs and into your pocket. So I want to invite you to get my free case study, how to use the superpower method to ask for and get a 30% raise in the next 90 days without getting another degree. Look, stop getting all these degrees. Go ahead and get this case study at changenowwithchristy.com. It's at no cost. Use the information, get the money that you deserve, and live the life that you desire. Take care. Do y'all want to know about how when you try to go be positive, why stuff starts to pop off and be negative to drag y'all back to where y'all were? Does anybody have that challenge? Y'all haven't tried to escape a vortex? And, and then you can't figure out why you can't get it? Why does it bring you back? Does anybody have that challenge? I want to teach y'all on it. What's the problem is? What color are you wearing, Laquisha? I'm wearing yellow. Great. So that's you. So the dark lines. You're you're the yellow woman with the glasses on and the locks. You cute girl. Oh, you put <laughs> did you just put your locks on the top ponytail? Because I'm a, I could draw that for you. No, that's no. A logo. Oh, so that's a logo. Okay, my bad. <laughs> You got my glasses on. <laughs> Your dreams over here. So so we'll make the green things like the things that y'all want. What do you want? More money? 
peace, joy, great relationships with your family, all these things. You have things that are available to you, but they're not accessible to you because you're not the woman that can be able to manage it if you get it. You're not in vibrational alignment with who you are and who you want to be. So you continue to stay stuck in these silos and you continue to stay stuck in this negative energy where it rains on you every day. Does it rain on y'all every day? It's rain on me every day. I promise you. Mm. Miserable. Get one more. Negativity. You want a new job or you want more money without actually changing. The goal is how do you focus on what do you want and where do you want to be and what do you truly desire? Meditation is going to remove this. It removes some of your hair too, but it's okay. It's going to remove this line around you. That's the first layer, like the first habit of what do you need to do to be able to access what's available to you. It's available to you. Happiness is available to you. Joy is available to you. Peace is available to you. Harmonious relationships with the people in your family is available to you. Harmonious relationships with the people that you want to have more love for or be in love with is available to you. It's not accessible to you because of the negative energy that you're carrying around from the things that have happened to you in life. Meditation is a great habit to be able to instill in your life. So once you get that done, then you're able to access these two things that I just erased by hitting on them. Now you do it long enough and now you start to work out to move your body and become into more energetic alignment. And now you have these other two things that are accessible to you. This one, this one, and this one. So now you have three things that are going to pop out. The thing about high achieving women is you have everything that you need to be able to make $425,000. It's available to you, but it's not accessible to you because of the story that you're walking around with, the patterns that you're walking around with, the complaining and the things that have happened to you in your childhood that have unresolved that you're carrying around with you that is weighing you down and keeping you in a perpetual cycle of misery, in a perpetual cycle of complaining, in a perpetual cycle of overworking and being underpaid, undervalued, unseen. It's because you're not in alignment with who you are. You're not in alignment with who you are, the great woman that you are, and you're pretending to be somebody else so you can be liked. Leadership is not popular. Being a leader in your family is not popular. Being a pattern breaker and a change maker in your family is not popular. And we're lonely and we're angry and we're frustrated. But the only thing that we can control is how much we work. But if working harder for the past 10 years haven't gotten you the result that you want, Working harder is not the solution to the problem. It's not doing, it's being. Napoleon Hill's book is called Think and Grow Rich, not work harder and grow rich, not work more and grow rich, not kiss more, you know, ASS and be rich, not brown nose and be rich, not laugh at corner jokes and go to Christmas parties and be rich. It's think and grow rich. So what do you need to let go of so you can be or actually recognize who's already standing there? So a lot of times when my clients get these raises, we've done $11 million in a pandemic, in a pandemic. A lot of times when they get the raises, they, they happen within two to four months because all I'm doing is helping them unpack who they are 
and let these things go that's stopping them to, from receiving what is already available to them but not accessible to them because of their habits and because of their thinking and because of the things that they've gone through, the stories that they'll continue to tell themselves, you know, the baggage that they're carrying around. So once you start to let these things go, these things that have been waiting for them on the outside now become accessible and they can access now the dream. All of it. We're coming for all of it. All of it. We want all our money. Agreed. But doing is no longer working for you. Y'all got to shift from doing to being. It's not what do you need to do to get to the next level. It's who do I need to be to get to the next level. Not what the next degree I need. If three degrees have not netted you to the salary that you desire, getting a degree isn't it. Why haven't you owned the education that you've already, that you already had? And a large challenge that I have with high achieving women, especially with my clients, who I love, a lot of y'all go out and get these degrees. Y'all don't even hang them up the wall. You get all these awards and you don't hang them up on the wall. You never celebrate your accomplishments and then you say, well, nobody's going to celebrate with me. You won't even celebrate for yourself. So you get all these awards and you put them in a box. You don't even know where they are. You don't hang them on the wall so you can't tell people how great you are. You're not even recognizing how great you are. You want them to see you as being great, but you don't know that you're great and you don't show up as great. But you want them to see who you're not being. People see who you see. Uh, saints, turn your Bibles to Numbers 13, 33. The scripture says, and we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seem to them. Now, the way that the preachers preach it, they say, when they went out, sent scouts out to go into the land, they came back and they say, we saw giants. That's not what the scripture says. It says, and we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seem to them. If you go into a job and see your, see your leadership team as a place that's not accessible. And so it is. And so you seem to them. If they look to you to have positions that you can never get into. And so you seem to them. If you walk in the door and say, I'm a diversity hire and they think I'm a diversity hire, but you got five degrees. And more experienced than 80% of the people in that job. And you say they're not going to promote me because everybody on the senior leadership team is white men. And so you seem to them. Are you creating the barriers to your success based on the words that are coming out of your mouth? Based on the secret thoughts that you have. Based on the conversations that you have with your raggedy friends about y'all's raggedy jobs, about what y'all keep doing and people aren't paying you. You're creating the barriers to your success. And then you have all of these medical conditions, high-functioning depression, high-functioning anxiety, you know, anxiety, depression, mental health, let's normalize it. Let's now say everybody got ADHD. Let me tell y'all something. I'm sure I got ADHD. I'm certain. <laughs> Undiagnosed, untreated. I'm certain. 
people who have ADHD have the capacity to change the world. And the only people who believed it to be a handicap are the people who are laying over there saying, I can't do anything. When people who have it have gone out and changed the world, but haven't labeled it as something negative. Actually, it's just not a label. It's just brilliance. Untapped. Unrestricted. Wide open brilliance. Labeled as something negative. Untamed. Just out here in these streets being brilliant. It's a gift. Does anybody else have any questions? So how do you recalibrate if your geographic location you're in, if the geographic location you're in no longer serves you, how do you find the right place? Move. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. I hope that you're enjoying the podcast so far. But what I know that you'll love even more is joining us in our private community. Join us in this private community. Money loves happy people and get live and on-demand insights so you can use this information to live the life that you truly and deserve. Get a raise and a promotion, no problem. Step into your purpose, no problem. Get the relationship that you deserve, no problem. Look, it's never too late to live the life that you deserve. It's never too late to live a life of total fulfillment. You just need information and inspiration to get on the path to living your greater life. So go ahead again, click on the link on around this video. Join us in our private community and change your life for the best. Take care. See you soon. So since we don't have any more questions, let me have a couple more minutes. I'm going to read two sections out of my latest book, Trauma Default, which is, let's be clear, one of the greatest books ever written. Depression is a state of mind. Okay. It is my belief that being trapped in an unconscious mental state while replaying a cycle of trauma creates a pit that you fall in. Then you remain there for extended periods because you are unaware that there's a different path to choose. Depression is deep suffering and the body releases chemicals because it relives the trauma of the past over and over again. The resistance of letting go of an unhealed past or not choosing to do something different can cause deep depression to the point of immobilization. This is a decision. Okay, but your decision is out of unawareness that you are the creator of your suffering. You're a victim of it and you're continuously being victimized by a story or a situation that occurred long ago that continues to materialize in your present reality. When you react in the present, your present trauma is a manifestation of an unhealed past. So here's the thing while we close. You know, depression is when you relive your past more than you focus on where you're going in your future. Depression is I can't move forward because you're too afraid to get uncomfortable and move. Depression is when you feel stuck to the point of immobilization because your soul is calling you to greater and you're calling yourself, you are calling you to rise higher to higher planes of growth and to rise to higher planes to break generational patterns for your family, but you've acquiesced everything that you want to do in your life to your job to fit the lifestyle of your job, or I don't have enough money, or I don't have enough time. But surely there's someone who had worse off conditions than you had, and they found a way to be able to be productive. They found a way to be able to produce. They found a way to get out of their way so they can be who God called them to be. I used to be depressed. I wouldn't call it depression because I was drinking red berry Ciroc with uh, muscadine juice out of a mason jar, eating little Caesar's pizza with nutty bars and cheese and snack mix on my brother's house with no money. And no car, no house. 
No nothing, no clothes. I was like, children of Israel, them, them yoga pants didn't wear out. I promise you I should invest stock in them yoga pants. I wore them things every day for three years. So how did I come out of my depression? One, I had to acknowledge that I was depressed. I don't think it's normal to sit around and be drunk all day. It was, it was, I mean, but I needed a break. That's what burnout looks like. Y'all talking about burnout. Y'all just tired. Burnout is catastrophic. When I burned out, I could not create, create a coherent sentence for a year. I could not talk for a year. That's burnout. Y'all just tired. There are levels to burnout. So let's be clear. So I had to move in with my brother because I was crazy. I, I could have got a job, but I knew I needed to heal. So how did I overcome depression? How did I overcome the anxiety and the panic attacks? I resigned from my job. I made a decision to go be who I was meant to be. I made a decision to answer the call to destiny. It was true that my boss was toxic. It was true that I was being harassed. That was true. I worked for a psychopath. But it was also true that I wanted to live a different life. It's also true that I, I was miserable. It's also true that I was suffering. It's also true that I knew I was out of alignment with my destiny. It was also true that I knew that I was meant for greater, but I had played safe in a secure job where I had three and a half years to retire with a full pension. Those two things were true. And once I made the unpopular, all caps, unpopular decision to resign with three and a half years left to retire with a full pension, I would have retired in 2016. Nobody approved that decision and run for my life as opposed to dying in a job. The panic attacks went away. The anxiety went away because I made a decision to move. You heard me say it was unpopular. I ain't going to visit my family for like a year because they didn't like that. All of my friends were in the military. I left a great career, but I was suffering. I left a good chick, good, delicious country fried steak with white gravy on it, egg roll with yeast rolls and honey butter, delicious chick. You hear me? <laughs> For uncertainty. So the anxiety went away. The panic attacks went away. Then I fell into depression. Or maybe I was depressed the whole time, didn't even know. How did I overcome depression? I got off social media. Because I was taking selfies, smiling, and I started crying when the camera was off. I was lying, they lying. I couldn't take lying anymore. And I couldn't take watching the lives of other people. So I stopped comparing my misery to somebody else's misery. I stopped comparing my lies to their lies. I got off of social media. Actually, for like seven months at a time. One. You want to you heal yourself from anxiety and depression? Get off social media. Two. Stop watching the news. All you're doing is watching the worst mayhem, murders, like the worst things that can happen. Yes, bad things happen to good people. If you're watching murder mysteries and you won't park in a parking garage because you think somebody's going to come at you with a machete, you're creating your suffering. Stop watching negative shows. Stop watching the news. I don't know what's going on in the world. I promise y'all I got here to this different city. I said, why everybody got coats on? I don't even look at the weather. It's raining. It's a cold outside. I said, I'm going to be okay. I wear t-shirts every day with flip-flops. So I don't watch the news. But when I, when I detached and removed my energetic core from negative things, I started to heal. Number three. If you real depressed, 
change your phone number. How about that? Because a lot of y'all are attached to people who they're calling you for your gifts. They're calling you for advice. You're the person that everybody leans on. You have nobody to lean on. Oh, the people that you lean on are broken or just as crazy as you are. If you keep leaning on broken people and wonder why you keep falling down, you can't keep leaning on broken people to support and wonder why you can't get off the ground. But if you disconnect your phone, you stop talking to the people who are supporting you in your misery and your story. And you also stop giving. I had nothing left to give. But here's the thing. I have become addicted to giving in the beginning. And then whenever I needed some oxygen, I needed some breathing room. I had trained people to depend on me. That's not them. That was me. I did that. So if you have people who are addicted to your gift, I'm a coach. Do y'all not see? I'm prolific. Prolific. Okay. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I've been in the game for 20 years. But I had to turn the phone off to be able to detach people calling me every day. I had nothing left to give. If you were like, well, this is too hard, then you don't want freedom. You would rather medicate your soul to sleep. You would rather accept a medical diagnosis of high-functioning depression and high-functioning anxiety as opposed to making a decision that you're going to be greater, work yourself out of your job. Some of y'all got enough money to quit your job. Some of y'all got enough money to live for the next 25 years. I've talked to women who have enough money to live for 25 years, but they talk about suffering in a job when you stacked enough money to support yourself for 25 years. Quit! That's how you overcome the, 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 the anxiety, depression, turn off the news, get off social media and, and change your phone number. And here's the thing. When I changed my number, I had a hundred people who had me on their number one, the number one speed dial person that they called when they was in trouble. I think it probably took about two weeks. Three people emailed me. They found my treasury means. <laughs> they called me. I ain't calling back. I mean, OFF disconnected off. I had a great time that month. I ain't answering my phone. I ain't calling them back. They text me. Now everybody's calling me, y'all. Then they look for me on social media. They didn't find me. They couldn't inbox me. They couldn't DM me. They was like, what in the world? Three people emailed me on my hotmail. They found me. And this is what they said. Are you okay? So you got people who are for you and you got people who are for what you can do for them and you don't know who they are. You got two to three people who are for you, who care about you, who are actually the same. It was two of those three were the same people who supported me leaving my career when the hundred didn't. And I'm not mad at the hundred. But I appreciate the two because I needed the two to see Christy, the suffering soul, not the high ranking military officer. Those same people cared about me. A hundred people cared about what I could do for them. They didn't look for me past outside of what I could no longer serve them in. So are y'all only giving away your gifts and what you can do for other people and you leave nothing for yourself? And is that the root of your depression? So I hope that this session has been great for y'all. Um, I appreciate the questions that y'all have asked. 
And if you want to, you can get my book, Trauma Default, at traumadefault.com. But it's not really about the book. I, I just really want y'all to consider not allowing people to doom you with a medical condition that's simply not true. So with that, I want to recap the top five things on how to reduce your anxiety, which is searched 1.7 million times a month. Move and don't die in the fire. Number two, you, you weren't born anxious or depressed. So it's not natural. It's man-made. These are terms and labels that are not just given to you, but accepted by you. Number three, get off of social media. Number four, stop pouring and fill your cup. And number five, change your number. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Money Loves Happy People. Again, I am Kristen Rutherford. I'm excited and delighted to be able to deliver this information to you raw, unfiltered, and uncut. You can subscribe to this podcast. I would love it. Leave me your comments. Let me know if you like it or you hate it. I'm cool. I'm good. Um, but leave us some comments. I want to hear what you think about this episode. Subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and on your favorite listening platform, and your life will never be the same for the best. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and YouTube and get Christy's insight to learn how to get a 30% raise this year without getting another degree by texting change now to 66866. That's change now to 66866. Your life will never be the same for the best.